0: are live hello darlings okay hello everyone my name is truby and i vanessa and welcome and to welcome
1: to no, Filters, Filters, no, no
0: fear, no fear podcast.
1: podcast
0: it's okay we'll blame the kitty on that one <laughs>
1: it's, her, it's, her, it's her fault it's her fault. i blame you Pikachu. so
0: today's episode is on shame
1: it oh. is it is how, how many elephants we talking to oh, four of um, yeah I would I would say it's a total four. elephant four elephants maybe give it yeah four elephants four
0: elephants. I actually
1: I wanted to share this because um so you know I'm drinking the tea out of the beautiful mugs now available for pre-order um and <laughs> <laughs> you love my shameless plug but I usually drink tea in this lovely mug. I leave the, the coffee the sin for another mug um, and this is so perfect for today's topic. the gate to happiness is self-compassion
0: ah. It's ah. funny how you like shameless plug hello this is yep. the whole point Put we, <laughs> we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do you know yep And that's the thing what should we feel shame about it's our freaking merchandise that's. Yeah. See, it's our merchandise, we're proud of it, and we should. See, you see that cup right there? You see how beautiful that is? Yeah. So we feel no shame on that. We feel no shame on advertising our own stuff. I don't care, we're doing it. Do we have,
1: do you have a, did you wanna do the definition, like the textbook definition of shame?
0: Yes, of course.
1: I keep doing like this, but I should give you guys the back. Because reframing is totally something that comes in handy when feeling shame. So,
0: And then, you know, reading about shame and how many ways you could, you know, not feel it.
1: Peter's all about his
0: 50%. You did not come up with this idea.
1: You said t-shirts and the we're not therapist, Which, in this particular episode, before we even read the description, the definition, y'all. This is a really heavy topic and I'm sure we've both experienced. I know I have uh, feelings of shame and grown through it or relapsed into it. We are not therapists. We are not. We highly um, appreciate the therapists of the world and the things that they do for all, all of us and the information that goes out into the world because of researchers. But we, us, we're not therapists, but we definitely have thoughts and feelings on these things, not just as people who have felt it, but of the research that we've done, now the finish. Of course, because I don't want nobody to get upset at us.
0: <laughs> and, and a little bit, and a little signo. If whoever's um watching us, if you're a therapist and you want to give us your input, you know, just therapist send Helen, little, just send us a little message there, you know, and we will lovely, you know, like share with the world. So, shame shame is an unpleasant self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of the self withdrawal motivations and feelings of distress exposure mistrust powerlessness and worthlessness especially the worthlessness part i'm pretty sure a lot of people feel that when they're like failing at something
1: yeah um, I I actually wanted to talk about. I was so happy that we posted yet another thing by our official mascot, Brene Brown.
0: She's listening. If you're out there, mm-hmm. Brene, you
1: changed my life. I love you so much. Um, but in that video, I'm um, so actually Chubby be, be found that and shared it with me. I hadn't seen that one. Thank you for sharing it with me and 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 for us being able to put it up because she gets into some really important things about shame because we kind of feel that we can justify shaming someone because of particular actions right? Because societally it's known it's bad, it's terrible, it's horrendous thinking that that's going to fix it or somehow make that person change and she very clearly states at the beginning you know in reference of course to like murderers and pedophiles, which we know how I feel about pedophiles, Uh, but that even then she says that shame is not the tool, is not the the response, because a lot of those behaviors, a lot of these negative behaviors are kind of born from shame. There's a difference between um, Shame and guilt. Shame and guilt. That guilt, and I really appreciated that definition and, dis- and distinguishing those two things because I can- you can grow out of guilt. Shame is a lot of work, but it's something that like, we kind of put on ourselves beyond what somebody just
0: tells us, right? It's a thing right. that lingers. Um, she says shame is I am bad and guilt is I did something bad. So when she said that in the video, it was like, interesting. Because we tend to associate the both with the same feeling when it's not.
1: And what I really liked about it was it wasn't just I did something bad versus I am bad. But also, I did something bad by comparison to who I want to be, right? Right. So when we're in that space of feeling guilty, we're feeling bad about something we've done, we at least know what we want to do right there's something that comes after and when we're in that space of shame i am bad i am bad we're just like feeding that and we're staying in that hole and and that doesn't really um initiate or motivate change or as she said Reparation, right? Reparation yeah. for the damage caused. So when someone actually apologizes or um, tries to make amends, or you know, for for the actions caused, that is them trying to grow out of the shame and and become the person that they were comparing that guilt to, right? Become that better version of themselves. Can't hold them to the you suck because then we're just beating the shame
0: in. Right, making it worse. Yeah. Um, Peter says it's tough to say people can work out of guilt easily. Depression, depression, and suicide result from guilt sometimes. And then J. C. says she shame plays a part in suicide as well. Uh, it, it does play a part in, in that as well. I've seen many cases of where, as we all know in the L. G. B. T. community, that they're shame because of who they love to the point where they're that depressed and that sh- they feel so ashamed of themselves that, you know?
1: Right. Well, I want to say, Peter, um, I didn't say that one can work out of guilt easily. Like I, And if I did, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, like guilt, we can have, like Brené said in the video, you can have something to compare it to. This is who I want to be. But in the shame space, and, the, and I'm talking about this from the idea also of uh, something that, um i believe we shared and i shared with chuby about vibrations vibrational emotional frequencies right yeah um shame is the lowest vibration that a human can have emotionally speaking right um I was and so that be- be- oh that yeah there it is see all the way at the bottom and guilt is above it just above it feeling guilty but the lowest vibration is shame because why? That is the I am bad. It, it, it is that concept of self worth. I am bad. I am terrible. I am not loved. What I am, who I am, what I've done, is worthless. Is bad. Is terrible. It is not needed. Right. So those are the feelings that can lead to those spaces of of suicide. I don't. I don't feel ashamed in, in sharing this. I had my bouts and my battles with suicidal thoughts or attempts of it. So, and the shame is about not feeling that I have anything to offer up, that I cannot change these things about myself that seem to cause so much distress in someone else. Mm-hmm. And that that's a heavy journey to, to get out of that hole. Versus guilt, where if you really place, hello, therapist Helen, but you place that idea of where you would like to be, you have something to strive for. What is our source? What beliefs are maintaining the shame? Ding, ding, ding. Thera- yep. uh, Helen is a therapist. That's why I call her therapist Helen. She really is. So it's nice. Thank you so much for popping in today. It's an important day for you to Should be we here. we change
0: the lesson to a five? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the moment
1: the moment i had to like reflect on like oh you all have to say that out loud i went five
0: <laughs> trigger yeah my brain was like goodbye everyone no but it's true it's true um and you know um i found i found that there are four distinct distinctive types of shame which i knew some like i think we all knew some but like, for example, number one is some unrequited love. And we all know what that means. You know, you love someone, they don't love you back. And then you feel like there's something wrong with you. And and that's not a good feeling sometimes. No. Even though there's nothing wrong with you, but because you already have these preconceived notions about yourself as well, it just triggers all of that. So it's a down spiral from there.
1: A Peter, in fact, can it... Can it be safe to say that shame is a feeling that can originate from guilt, which is why it's on the, in the chart. I think that's what you meant, Peter, because I feel Mm -hmm. guilt for something I've done. It can lead to me shaming myself for that action. Right. The more we stew in certain guilt and negative spaces, the lower the vibrations become. It's not me trying to be a hippity dippity, like we, wooey. it's actual science, y'all. Right. Um, and they've actually added, by the way, Chewy, you see at the uh, Chewy, chewie I was just working with somebody named Chewy yesterday. That's why.
0: Well. Uh, that, ain't, <laughs>
1: that ain't you. Um, shaming yourself, action brought by guilt. Yeah. I'm um, On that mm-hmm. chart, the top three, the top three, what are they? Let me go back to the image. The top
0: three is enlightenment, and second is harmony, and then joy.
1: Right. So those are actually newer to this chart. Those frequencies are actually newer because before the chart ended at love, right? The lowest vibration being shame. And people used to imagine that the complete opposite side of the spectrum was, um, you know, uh, positivity, something pretty. But nobody really would have correlated that with the opposite, the highest vibration being love which I think is quite beautiful because love is love of self love of another person to not shame them, to not put them in that space. Right. I've had my therapist remind me that it's not my fault almost every session. It's a hard feeling to shake. Yeah. Um, but, but you, you know what, what do you think Chubby? be? I think personally, I feel that we're in a society that too comfortably and too easily, uh, points fingers right we're now in this thing in this uh era where we hear cancellation of things right cancel this cancel that right uh and and uh body shaming and slut shaming and all these kinds Mm -hmm. of terms we live in a society right now that is too comfortable putting people down and it's not feel guilty that you did something it's feel guilt feel shame for being this for not being what the majority feels is proper
0: right hey, it's all society based yeah no i just feel like if someone is doing something but you don't approve of it why are you gonna go out of your way to go shame them can you just scroll past that if you don't like it that's it cynthia said shame Yay. is control. Yes, shame is cancelled. Shame is
1: cancelled. I like that. That's the new hashtag.
0: Shame is ha- is cancelled. No, but it should be because it's none of your business uh, to be a, to go out and put somebody down just because of something that you don't approve. It's also that I don't approve of this. So I'm gonna go shame you for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Change. When, like, depending on what job you do, you're gonna get shamed 99 percent of the time. You know, sex work constantly gets changed. Well, there's no so man
1: right i mean i feel like one can have their personal opinion Mm -hmm. you don't have to impose it of course you can state it if you so desire but you don't have to impose it nor does it have to go to the point of shaming someone right that at 79th street (laughs) who is that who is that
0: one of my uh, high school friends her name is james lee Gently, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, we we may have been laughing about it right now, yes, a little bit here, but we do know that it's a very serious thing that people do get killed for it, shame for it, and yes. it's a very hard uh, profession, you know.
1: But it's yes. it's not just that. It's before we mentioned the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. right? Whenever whenever it comes to uh, sexual orientation or how one chooses to live their their life when it comes to because we've we talked about it consistently in the last couple of episodes you yeah. know how society considers relationships relationships is only the romantic kind like okay it's right. not the friendships it's not your family everything is a relationship right so we're trying to at least within our no filters no fear family um, normalize the idea that relationships don't have to be this romantic thing. Right. right? And, and also the idea that, um, it's so easy to shame people for, okay, you love the same sex, you love someone who's transitioned, or you love more than one person, or you don't want to be with anyone like all of these things that just boggle the mind of the quote-unquote norm um i don't know why it automatically registers to people as giving them clout to point fingers and say you are shitty right (laughs) and then what why do we and this is not this is me posing questions this is not me solving the you know questions of the universe by any stretch of the imagination these are things that go through my brain like why do we feel that it's those that feel the shame for whatever those cases are why do we give so much weight to those people so much significance to those those placers of shame
0: that just reminded me of what's it that post that we posted earlier that if we without our attention to shame and it cannot survive yeah if yeah. um, We share our story with someone who responds with empathy and understanding. Shame can't survive. So you're right. Like don't give it the attention, and then it, it can't, it can't thrive, it can't survive, and it would just, you know, just go away.
1: Let me take a second to see what Peter wrote. We're in a society in where people scapegoat, blame, and shame to others. Ooh, talking about that projection, life, Peter. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because they want to reflect or uh, deflect, right? Project or avoid that feeling. Work to the expression, he shits on me, so I'll shit on you. Bosses approach employees because they approached, they were approached usually, usually. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, Peter. I'm, I'm trying to, what I'm understanding from what you wrote is is I'm getting the sense of like a continuing cycle that these shames. Yeah. it's not just automatic place. Sometimes it's cycled down, which in that video that we posted by Brené Brown, um, she does mention that those shames come from previous shames, right? And so these actions, these negative actions are born of that. Absolutely. The cycles continue, right? Because I was treated that way. And I think in a previous episode, I think it was in the consent episode, we talked about there being like those the, the deviation of the roads where mm-hmm. you suffered, you, you survived, this abuse and now you have, you know, roads to take. Do you deal with it? Do you become an abuser? Like there's all these choices, all these potential things that can happen. it's the same thing with shame. Helen, Helen.
0: my therapist, Helen. (laughs) Um, Before you read that one, that reminds me of the family dynamic. You know how the father was like a police officer, the grandfather was a police officer, and then you, the fourth generation or fifth generation, and all of a sudden you're like, but I want to be an artist. But then you have to hide that from yourself and go be this police officer because it's a generational thing. And now you're shaming to express into your father, but I don't want to be like grandfather was or great grandfather was. So that's also what I was thinking about when- Absolutely. Or
1: like not taking on the family business, right? Right. Or Or even culturally, it happens so much culturally uh, to marry within the same culture. Oh, you see that yeah. a lot in um, in the Indian culture and in most Middle Eastern culture, you see it a lot, that if you don't marry someone of the same cultural background, mm-mm, bad, bad, corta, corta, right? right. Um, society as a whole reinforces norms and mm-hmm. deviances can be internalized as shameful, especially when frowned upon or shunned by others consistently.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's a, It's kind of like, and we talked about, I love one other episodes, come back. They come back. Um, when we talked about it in the one about that the kids are listening, right? It's not oh, yeah. so much about just, okay, the change now, right? Okay, I'm not gonna shame now. There's already things that that have already been placed, the shames that have already been placed, these ideas of what is shameful behavior or shameful um personality traits or or choices right that keep cycling until we start that normalizing it right people um i i see so many posts now about let's normalize going to therapy let's normalize men crying let's normal because that's another thing we shame genders or we shame those that are that Want to be non-binary, right? So we, sh- we have this facility. Is, and I'm saying that wrong because that's English and I'm thinking in Spanish, facilidad, right? This oh, means, no, no, no. yeah. doesn't it happen to you? This yeah. means for shaming, like that we don't even realize we're doing it.
0: And because just, I
1: recognize um, that I've done this.
0: We can shame for every little freaking thing like for this most absurd thing. Like I was expressing how we get shamed if women don't wanna shave in the 21st century. Like we get shamed for that now. Like, do you know why we have body hair? Like little examples like that just makes me think and I'm over here like, what have we come to? Like, you know, from the littlest thing to this, to obviously to the bigger things. And it's like, we gotta lose our battles, man yeah it's personal life I mean, don' feel in shame, regardless because i I don't agree with shame regardless of what it is, but I'm just saying, like
1: here's what I always think about because I know I can be very opinionated at times, as is clear by this podcast <laughs> clearly right <we> both are. <laughs> and and uh, you know, I've been really been checking in with myself because I know I can impose a lot of these. What I consider my norms. Right. And I'm not doing it intentionally and I'm not doing it out of a place of hate or hurt. Uh, But I'm I'm learning to have those conversations with myself of who decided that that was normal. Right. That is your like your decision, your belief. But who decided that that was normal and how I choose to express that? If that if someone has that behavior, you can respect them. They don't have to necessarily be a part of your life, right? And if it is something like in a in a work environment, for example, where you are um, having to reprimand or fire an employee, right? Or if it's in a relationship and you've you know you've been wronged by the partner, or if it's in a friendship and your friend undid you wrong by your standards the communication is coming from the place of hurt and sharing right. that, right? Where, where Brené says the vulnerability is what affects change, what affects change versus consistent beating down and the shame of like, uh, on top of you're already losing your job, on top of you're already like on the rocks with your the friend or the partner, why are you going to add to that, right? By then, putting this person uh, in a space that when they leave that environment, they're just down on themselves.
0: Right. It's
1: going to reflect negatively again to you or to the next relationship or in the next job or, you know what I mean? Mm-mm. I don't, I don't dig it.
0: <laughs> that goes back to one of the four distinctive types of shame, which one it was an unwanted exposure you know, like calling, uh, called out for a mistake in public or humiliated by someone, mm-hmm. you know, like for example, walking in you naked type of ways. And like the third one was disappointed expectation, which is when you set out to do something and you fail, which is mostly what we all could agree on that we've had that happen to us as well. And I, that for me is a big one too, because I am perfectionist, can't try not to be, but it's in my nature to be. Perfect in all my areas, which I know I'm not, and then especially when my work and I try to do it and be perfect at it, and then I failed miserably. Yeah, it does suck. It does suck at some point. Yeah. And you have to get yourself out of it. At least I try. And, are, in your case, and guys,
1: feel free to answer in the chat as well. Yes. Do you feel that you apologize too much? Is that nope. I do kind of
0: not
1: Actually, Unless. I'm so glad that Cindy's watching today. Cindy is, I heard it a lot in college and I kind of dissociated from hearing it. Like I, as soon as I would start to hear it, I would shut down. And Cindy was the first person uh, in my adult state of being more conscious, right? That told me that I apologized too much and I became very aware of it. And I, I still do, it's still a struggle. But a lot of that comes from the idea that certain things that I will share in a moment of excitement or vulnerability or in a feeling place is shameful. Right. And that I need to apologize for it. I I need to apologize for crying, for feeling, or I need to apologize for things because it's not just about doing wrong. We get shame sometimes about doing things right, about being nice. You're too nice. (laughs) that's a that's a an actual shame thing i'm like how is that bad
0: Um, i mean if i back to your question no i do not apologize unless i know for a fact i fucked up really bad and it's it's required yeah the sorry and the actual sentiment of apologizing needs to be said with my heart. Other than that, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize for who I am, how I am. And if you don't like the way I behave because it's not the norm to you, then you need to go check yourself because everybody's different. So, there's certain things that I am not And if the person is expecting an apology, not going to. More um distinctive type.
1: Ah, dale. So. Dale.
0: The last right. one is exclu- exclusion, which we all mostly feel that is being left out. We place a lot of our value of being liked and not feeling like an outsider. So when something threatens that, we can take it pretty hard. I mean, nobody wants to feel left out or excluded out of anything. So that also causes shame because you're like, wait, again, what is wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Why don't they want to be near me? So that also plays well, a huge
1: yeah. We can totally place that on current situations, the LGBTQ community, Black Lives Matters, Trans Lives Matters. Th- th- all these concepts of like these things needing to be a movement is because of those that lack of inclusion and being shamed into thinking that there is something different about these individuals. And if you put them for lack of a better phrase, in their place enough, shame them enough into feeling that they are different, make them believe it enough, right, they can be kind of put, put, kept to the side and not included, which I'm so glad to see that shift, that, that change in the collective consciousness, right, but it's, 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 it's a, it's a slow go, it's been a slow go. Unfortunately. Well, like
0: we talked about before in our previous episodes, conversations like this to make them think out of the box, to make them feel, to make them think, wait, yeah, there is nothing wrong with me, or okay, yeah, this is fine. So we have to conversations, baby steps. Because,
1: Yeah, and all of these, all of those things, all of the norms changing, and all of those calls to normalizing certain things that we have been made to believe that are wrong, or or um, harmful, right? that we've seen or not, we keep bringing it back to vulnerability because it takes being able to and wanting to talk about it without the filters and without the fears of uh, repercussions for it, right? Creating, holding that space to be able to have these discussions so that it can be normalized that being gay, straight, non-binary, Black, Indigenous, Latin, all of these things that now that we keep insisting differentiate us, right and makes it easy to put people down are not and that we are all on the same like heart space if that makes so. any sense. It made sense in my brain.
0: <laughs> it made sense to whoever was paying attention. Okay, we're gonna read a couple of comments because there's a lot going on, so you could read Helen's first.
1: Uh, okay. I wanted to respond to something that Peter said after Helen's. Well, which one? Yeah, because I don't what, know.
0: There's
1: when, you, when you read, when you read uh, Peter's, I'll, I'll make a comment. The one Social about learning Helen? theory. No, oh, yeah. no, the no. Oh, I didn't see that one, actually. I don't I know. Just communication. Thank you guys
0: for
1: this. You. Guys, I love how active you are. And the thing, I think this hits home for all of us. Shame is a real thing. And nobody wants to be in that vibrational energy of shame. We're all trying to like rise above it. So I appreciate you all. Uh, I also believe communication and relationships, regardless of what they can, help you avoid the shame. Shows you care. Yes.
0: Ooh, you have so many dates, Peter. Absolutely. Being open and receptive to someone else's thoughts and opinions of what they have to say about a certain topic that, yeah, may be different from yours, but being receptive to it and listening instead of being like, no, 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 I don't want to talk about that. No, wait, what are you and thinking about? And validating their feelings. Right. No judgment. And, and not and only then- yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, therapist Helen says, <laughs> yeah. social learning theory. Uh, proposes that individuals learn by observing the behavior of others and taking note of the consequences that follow. We literally have to be the change we want to see in the world and reparent ourselves. Ooh, reparent is one of the topics that I have on my list of topics.
0: And that's what we were talking about how the children, you know, and they were looking and listening to what it's been, you know, around them. Remember that mm-hmm. episode? Yeah. So yeah. um uh, Peter says, I don't believe there is such a thing of apologizing too much. He is um, referring to this one, this to Brian, that Brian says, I don't apologize enough. So Peter is saying that shows that you are considerate of others, I am one of those. Okay, now okay. you're gonna read Cynthia or you wanna have oh, a comment? I, I,
1: I, I, had, I wanted to say something about that because I am the person that apologizes a lot. I've learned the difference, right? Yes, you want to apologize when someone has expressed to you, right? What their feeling is. You can apologize if your intention wasn't for them to be in that space or feel that or whatever they perceive within your intention, yes, apologize. But there is such a thing as apologizing too much. My mom always tells me, they had this, stop apologizing for existing is basically what she tells me, but in Spanish. Right. Oh, I, say because that all the time. I apologize for feeling how I feel. I apologize for crying. I apologize for every damn thing. <laughs> and, and I never thought about it. Every time my mom reminds me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're apologizing for existing. You're apologizing for being you. And that is where that, that, that fine line between apologizing too much and apologizing because mm-hmm. you're being considerate and showing care for another person. So just wanted to clarify that yeah
0: you have done that too in our group chat i'm like no it's okay it's fine i'm like it's totally fine i'm over here like you i have, have no It's a habit in my mind i'm like i have no clue what she's apologizing for but i'm gonna let her know that it's okay because there's nothing being done wrong at least to me there's nothing being done wrong and if there was something wrong i wouldn't shame you for her. i would have just been like no i understand but you don't nice. have to feel that way. But then again, there are not many people out there that are gonna be receptive yeah, to that. Yeah. And talk, say it, say it different instead of saying, you know, shaming the person. So, yeah. oh, do you want to rescind it? Cindy says,
1: Peter, there needs to be a balance there. Aha, being considerate of others at the expense of your own happiness, comfort does not, uh, does everyone a disservice. Ding that as well, because later what happens? resentment. Really? Right?
0: right.
1: Resentment. You are so busy busy apologizing for your existence and apologizing to the other person that there there's a conversation in that, right? There's a conversation in this is how I felt, you right? You apologize for I'm sorry you felt that way. This was my intention, right? The g- guilt versus the shame for having caused that in the other person right. and the conversation to fix it, right? So, but if it's You did, you did, you did, and there's no opportunity for there to right to be that communication. Mm -hmm. And then you're just apologizing. I'm sorry, I'm a piece of shit. So you're not right. Mm -hmm. And you're just on that uh, adding to shame to yourself, you eventually become resentful of that person who never heard you out, who never gave you the opportunity to make amends or to or to show the better side of yourself. And then Shame on top of resentment. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: lot. And depression. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, <gasps> be no, you're frozen. Come back. Dang. There you are.
0: Ina says, I've read something on. Did I freeze? I, froze. It's, it's, I can't. I'm sorry, guys. It's just not letting me. I read something okay, about how fine. people can word the just when we're explaining what we're doing because we're <gasps> shamed into feeling that it's not up to par and that really stuck with me for everyday life huh.
1: i don't know if you want to say something about that i just had a conversation about this
0: you could have your conversation you
1: could share it if you like
0: so it's uh it's called
1: kneecapping At least in writing, it's called kneecapping. She's like, Um, I have a friend who writes, he has a a great blog, and he constantly um, blogs ideas and feelings. And he was told by somebody who used to help him edit that he kneecapped his writing a lot, and it's doing that. I just, right, which minimizes your actual feeling or um, opinion or power within that idea right you're you're taking away your own thing you're feeling ashamed you're treading with right. passion little mouse so you're minimizing yourself you're dimming your own shine oh i'm so glad you brought that up dana yes i do that you, you don't do that i i've <laughs> learned a lot i've learned a lot in in working with you chuby i really have <laughs> please share <laughs> yeah but no i've also been very fortunate in like the last three years of my life to to come in contact with people and i think our friendship has developed more during those three years too because we kept in more contact until where we are now that these people have really solidified that idea that i don't have to um apologize for existing and i don't have to say just for everything but right. I still do it because it's the habit that I need to break. But you get, you're you such a wonderful example. <laughs>
0: I mean, what I've learned from everybody around me is just different perspe- perspectives, but it makes me think of, wow. I mean, and that's trying to sound rude or mean, but it's like, wow, I don't know that feeling. I don't know that feeling of having to apologize 24 seven because I don't, because I put myself in a situation like, if you know in your heart, listen to yourself first, it's not wrong, and you don't feel like it needs to, it's just not wrong. Don't feel sorry for it. Don't feel the shame of it. But now if something is telling you, obviously it's because of X, Y, and Z reason, you know, or, you know, around you, like your family or your friends or whatever. But it's about growth too, that, that you will eventually get out of that habit of apologizing, mm-hmm. you know, and learning when to say it and meaning it. Because sometimes people say sorry just to fill in the blank. Just a space, and it's right. like no, you don't have to add anything. Let the silence be there, and just right. say what you need to
1: say. I totally agree because shame is born in that too, right? That that constant cycle of hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt, and then now you're yeah. it passes that guilt for hurting someone to just I'm a piece of shit. I can do nothing right, and I just continuously hurt people. Um, there's a quote from The Little Prince, which is my favorite book, one of my favorite books. Um, that says, and I'm gonna totally slaughter the quote, but this is my interpretation plus actual words from it, that we are going to hurt each other, right? It's a, it's a part of life. We're going to hurt each other. Uh, and it's not always going to be intentional. One would hope it's not intentional, but it's the only way that we can learn to appreciate the other side, right? And it's what we do after we've caused that hurt that counts right you can't experience the flowers and the spring without the rain you can't know what true joy is without ha- being able to compare it to having those sad hurtful moments you right you can't appreciate the good relationships if you haven't had to live through and survive and learn through those toxic or unhealthy relationships nobody wishes that upon you but it's a fact of life we go through it right um, and if you can grow within that same relationship into a healthier place, wow, how delicious.
0: I, and I know it's going to be hard the first time, but if you've seen the mistake and you learn from it, don't repeat it again try your best. Eventually, obviously, it will become a habit of you're not going to shaming people or being judgmental or, you know, saying sorry a lot and, you know, feeling guilt, that guilt that you are a piece of shit or maybe though you're not, but obviously that you're conditioned to believe that because of the time.
1: Okay, he said, Brian, I've read not to use the, oh, wait, Peter said he was responding to himself. Um I've read not to, hi, Chewy, I've read not to use the word you nor always or never in statements when giving criticism because it comes across as blaming shaming the other person right you're quantifying everything that person has ever done by the one action you're making everything about the one situation i I, i totally i dig that brian thank you you always do this yeah
0: it, exactly, those are blaming words right away. Those are fi- like they say fighting words. You're already like, "Oh, really? I always do this." So there's not going to be a community uh, receptive there because you're already automatically blaming the person. There are better ways to say what you need to say without you know using those blaming words. You are very correct.
1: In that communication episode, we talked about that, right? And so <sighs> in in theater we do improv improv is where you pull it out your butt and you just keep it flowing. There's right. a rule. You don't say no in improv, right? Because that mm-hmm. ends the theme. There's nowhere oh. to go from no. Right. So there's nowhere to go from you always, or you never, because you've cornered this person into shame and, and the impossibility of growth, right? The you, you've, pigeon held them to a particular situation right and as much as they may want to fix it or change it or they have proved differently to you in other circumstances since this is the only thing that's really mattering you have put them in a space where they just like they shut down yeah you're right i don't want to and then they don't want to talk no more and now you've jeopardized your entire relationship and the possibility of growth within that relationship and within yourself to communicate differently or to make amends that's rough
0: that's it damn doesn't, brian it doesn't go from there um dulange says this is true hurt has to happen in order to learn to know and to understand the other uh person yeah and but that's the thing again the other person has to be willing to be receptive to wanting to grow to learn and to understand what you're saying other than that is not it's not going to happen there's not going to be oh, none of that no growth no nothing but it, it has to something. be no no <laughs> like you um like we talk about the second circle you know the giving and the taking again it has to be all of that so yeah.
1: but also it's also understanding, and this, this has been my flaw
0: mm-hmm. and
1: my, my little seed of growth. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Vanessa in the bus throwing under. Um, you know, there, there's also understanding and being receptive, not just to what's being communicated to you, but to the fact that the other person or you mm-hmm. will assimilate and grow and um, go through your feelings and your emotions at different paces. To be kind to one another and to be kind to That's yourself awesome. and to be patient. Right. Thank you so much, lovey. Thank,
0: Thank you, so, you. So, so much.
1: Brain food. I love that. Um, and being, being receptive to that because sometimes we want the thing to be fixed so quickly that when it doesn't change in the time limit that we feel it's needed to happen right Right. you're like it's just never gonna happen and i'm done right we don't leave the the we don't leave room or space for that growth to occur but it also has to be not just feeling that hurt you have to be willing to share that hurt to be vulnerable and that can be scary because you There's an idea that you have to feel safe with that person or you there's certain prerequisites for someone to be vulnerable. But part of what Brené Brown talks about is normalizing, right, making it a part of the norm. That vulnerability is just a thing. Right. So we create that space where people we're just receptive because that's the normal way of communicating, being coming from a vulnerable place.
0: Also, I think you have to be genuine with wanting to grow and to be understanding and to, to learn. Not just do it because of the heck of it. You, you generally, I mean, have to want that. Other than that, it's not gonna go anywhere.
1: Because then you
0: forget about it the next day and then you're just repeating your same patterns over and over.
1: We keep talking about shame having a frequency, and we showed you guys and we're gonna be posting it. Uh yeah. The the little person with the levels of um, of the frequencies. But also because we are all li- like vibrating beings, right? Everything has its own frequency. Um, we definitely wanted to share with you guys that there, there are ways of kind of like levelizing yourself. Level putting kind of... <laughs> a balance in your brains and bringing right. your frequencies back to normal. It's not just doing all that cognitive and emotional work. Right. It's um, there's, there's an assist. There's like, we talk about music all the time. We have m- music Mondays for a reason, right? Music makes us feel things. What's well, music, but wavelengths, frequency, right? Yeah. Um, the bite I'm going to destroy this. Therapist, Helen, this is where you come in. Binaural beats, right? Brainwave states that are, and they have benefits. Um, So we have different states. We have delta, the delta frequency, which is like little baby vibes. When you're sleepy time, when you're sleeping, uh, when you feel relief from pain, when you're healing. Um, Theta, which is REM sleep. Oh, yeah. State, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, again, pain relief, deep relaxation. But this is not you're not sleep, sleep. You are in a meditative state, right, where you're feeling inner peace. Right. Um, and you're feeling creative. You're flowing, right, in that second circle space. Oh, I love that you brought up second circle. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, right, relaxed focus, positive thinking, accelerated learning, stress reduction. So the things that are in between an 8 and a 14- Hurt situation, bring us to that space, help us stay in that kind of space. Beta, attention, you're focused, high level, cognition, uh, high level cognition, analytical thinking, problem solving. And then we have gamma, memory recall, peak awareness. This is where the hashtag collective consciousness comes in. Uh, cognitive enhancement, transcendental states, high level of information processing. Where you're vibing with the earth, with actual Mother Earth.
0: <laughs> put your feet on the ground. Type mm-hmm. of chakra alignment. Um, we will be sharing this little chart thingy with you so you guys can view it, obviously, so you guys can know what we're talking about. We're going to
1: show you. We're going to show you. Um, and I was so happy. You know that I didn't put... I'm going to add them to the Music Mondays. But I was so happy when you knew exactly who I was talking about with Marconi Union.
0: Love them.
1: So, Tubi and I were talking about this topic, obviously, and about the waves and how we all vibrate at different levels and all of this stuff. And that when you're in certain states, when you're in an anxious state or whatever, there is a group called Marconi Union. Their music is composed specifically Right. And they work with scientists and all this to find the frequency that helps alleviate certain frequencies in the human body. So they have this one song, which is uh, considered to be the best song or piece of music in the perfect frequency to help reduce anxiety. Uh, It's called Whisper. Weightless. Weightless.
0: I go to sleep to it most nights when I feel like my brain is churning and then I just feel like I'm falling asleep so quicker when the song, I listen to the four minute not the eight or the hour one because no, the, the four minute one is fine but yeah, it does make me, make my brain feel like I'm going to sleep quicker like it just relaxes it yeah. I will put, we, we will put it on our playlist because that is a great one to have
1: because also, it. I don't know about anybody else but in those moments where I do have that feeling of shame or ashamed, right? I've talked uh, before about uh, being on a journey to, have, you know, feeling more positive about my uh, my body and things like that. I automatically go to a place of anxiety. Right? Okay, I'm gonna share something real personal, y'all. Um, I was doing a play where I had to take off my clothes. Uh, I'm an actor. I I I have no issues kissing people and doing things like that on stage. But because I have these past traumas and experiences about my weight, um, that put me in a really uncomfortable position. I knew it was going to happen and it was going to come. I did not anticipate the reaction I had because of that shame of wanting to cover myself. And and this is something that really does happen to me. I become physically ill. I want to throw up. I I go through all these and I get anxiety. My heart starts... (sighs) um, It takes a lot of breathing and calming and bringing myself back to a safe space. Marconi Union really helped, like alleviate some of those um, anxieties that happened to me from, you know, coming from the place of shame or situational anxieties. Um, Helen, would you mind sharing what the name of the, I think Apple TV has like a library of these and therapist Helen. As you, I've seen her use it for studying. Uh, could you share that with us, please? I thought I was that was gonna, so interesting.
0: I was gonna also say if you guys wanna take a baby step and share some of your shameful moments or experiences with us. I'm trying to look for one because the only thing I ever gotten was like my hair or like I should go brush it or something. I mean, that is so superficial, but I'm just saying like, or actually my career choice, artists don't make money. So
1: oh, yeah.
0: we got in Get that. a real
1: job, that was my favorite. Get a real job for my Get father.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and mind you, you just taking, this goes back into centuries. Like women got shamed for being a woman for everything. Oh, women are not supposed to sit like this. Women are supposed to be this. Oh, you don't know how to cook? But you're a woman you know things like that little things bigger things like from everywhere you know
1: and things that you can't even control like men get shamed when their voice is changing women get shamed for get, like and I, i'm not saying shame like oh that's terrible that you got your period because obviously we know it happens but the the commentary is shameful, right? Yes. And embarrassing and humiliating. So you're shamed for getting your period, for going through menopause. Men get shamed um, for not being able to grow facial hair.
0: Or they're too feminine, or or nice. what? I mean, if they're not manly, love, they're too feminine, or what? What the hell? It's unbelievable. I'm sorry, um, Peter, I said, share some of your shameful moments. If you want to do a baby step, as we've talked about before in our episodes, if you want to talk about something shameful, uh, nothing big, whatever you want, it's fine. Whatever you feel comfortable, yeah. Um, And what did Dana say before you get into answering what... We got you Mm -hmm. on that artist uh, topic, LOL, when you are going, uh, when are you going to get a real job or what other job do you have in? Yeah.
1: I will, I I cannot say how many times I've said, oh, I'm an actor. they're like, and what else do you do?
0: (laughs) It's funny because I've used interchangeably by accident, um, a real job. And I was like, what no this is a job it is a real job it is a job it provides my food it provides my but do you know what
1: that comes from that comes from us being told consistently right that a real job is lawyer doctor engineer right and that ours is a hobby or something cute and aside And, and because of that They've created that mentality that artists have to be starving. You have to be a starving artist, right? Because that's what you do, and you don't make money. So we don't, as artists, we now do shit for free, and we don't give ourselves our value and our place with our artistic endeavors.
0: Exactly.
1: That don't flow between these two, la- like these two people on the screen right now.
0: No, no. way. <laughs> I work no. breathing on next to you. if You want me to be on screen? I don't care. Yeah. Like
1: this, this, I, that's part of what I, I, I hope you're with me on this, Chuby. Uh, part of my goal is to normalize that being an artist is a business. You are your business. And the same way you wouldn't ask a doctor to give you a free surgery, right? right. Because you they studied so many years and, you know, they're worth those thousands that they charge you for h- hearing your heartbeat, giving you a prescription and walking out of the room i'm not going to charge you those thousands but i definitely deserve the ticket price that you sit down to watch the hard work that went into that rehearsal etc uh or that goes into chubi's photography and the lighting and the detail all of these things it's your efforts right and and shaming that or devaluing it with words creates reinforces those ideas in that person that's not cute, that's not cute.
0: Trust me, I am on with you on that one. We are <laughs> normalize being an artist because we do. Yeah. Uh, you gotta, uh, What's the app? The app is called Relax Melody Sleep Sound. Ooh, where can we find that app?
1: Oh yes, please tell us where you can find it. Cause I, I saw that it doesn't just have sleep things but it's an entire library, it's really cool. An entire library of sounds and mm-hmm. you figure out the frequency that works for you. Ah, oh, so good.
0: I like that. Oh, you're an actor.
1: What restaurant do you work at? Yep. I was shamed for being heavy. Peter, I feel you, baby. I've been a curvy woman all my life. And I've, I've learned to love myself a little more throughout the years. But it's definitely a journey to self-love and self-acceptance and body positivity. Uh, but that in our society is a really big deal, you know? telling because they automatically associate it with being unhealthy or being unattractive right so it automatically gets shamed I got, got
0: I got shamed for being pasty white when I was like 12 from teenage years the whitest of the whites that could possibly be I had no color in my like I, I looked dead. I got shamed for that I got shamed for having long hair like what the hell is that like it's so weird not even bullied. It's just like completely like, oh, you shouldn't. Just the,
1: the, the comment, the passing comment. I got bullied, shamed, and physically beat up because I smiled too much.
0: What the freak?
1: How and because, oh my- and, but it was tied to, and you're too fat to be that happy. Huh? <sighs> but that really did stay with me for a long time. No. It's crazy. Um you know there's a line in a Janet Jackson song and it has to do about a partner, but I couldn't totally associate it to a lot of other things. How empty of me to be so full of you. How how that's where that self-esteem and and that self-worth and that idea of of your value that you give yourself. How empty of me or how how poorly I think of myself. To be so full of what others' opinions of me have been. And it's still something that I struggle with. The fear of like, oh, if I say this, what, it, what I'm not ready to deal with the consequence of it. But that's it's the a, thing: it's most, a fact.
0: People, most people are afraid of comf, com, confrontation and most people are afraid of letting go. See, I used to be that like hundreds of years ago. I used to be like, oh my God, I can't say this. Then I realized I'm like, fuck it. Now I say a lot. And sometimes, you know, wait, no filter at all. But sometimes I do have to, you know, pull myself back because the having no filter can become, you know, um, a negative thing. But I'm always honest with myself, and you have to be true to yourself first in order for anything to change. You know, um, Peter I like said, that you
1: said that mm-hmm. because confrontation can absolutely be positive.
0: Yeah. It. It can. Mm-hmm. Peter says, I made a decision to redefine what heavy is by lift weight, um, lifting weight. Exactly. You see that shame or that negative um, shame that came to you? Yeah, uh-huh, reframing. You decided to t- turn it into a positive into, instead of dwelling on it and becoming depressed by it and dragged down by it. See, that's a positive change. That is something good. And now feel, feel proud because it's not
1: like i i think there's people that very much are okay with being heavy and they do heavy people exercise y'all i will have you know they exercise maybe not like necessarily a gym but they're active so right. a lot a lot of heavy people like a lot of these plus size models they work out heavy but they, they're still big people right um i love that you said that so much peter because it's true if you weren't okay with it yourself to begin with and then on top of that you're being shamed i'm really glad that you didn't just stay there that you bettered it for yourself you know and you did it for yourself not like oh because i because i love the people that try to take credit for your own for your growth (laughs) right Uh, my uh, a former teacher of mine just posted this you know a student said oh i've got here because of you i got this compliment because of you and the work that we did You can say i'm grateful for this work i'm i I, I appreciate you for helping me see this and guiding me but what she responded to him was you did that you did the work because she can give you the guidance and do the thing you can lead a horse to water you can't make a drink so peter you you learned how to fish my friend right you you're doing it for you i think that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that
0: that's the thing when you do things for yourself and not for society things are much better yeah Um, Mm. brian says being being shamed can put your guard up so you put your guard up so you try to go out of your way not to allow people to do it again social media can cause shame for many people that's what I'm saying. In social media, you see you're following somebody and they're making you feel a certain way, unfollow them. And guess what? Don't feel guilty about doing so. It's because you're protecting that, protecting yourself from something that makes you feel shameful. No, you and there mean, is no- wrong. self-care. That. Exactly. Self-care. self-care.
1: Um, We talked about it before too, right? Because a lot of people felt entitled and which is a big thing in this day and age as well the sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. that people walk around with um feel entitled to shame others because you're not posting about this thing that's happening now i made a conscious uh decision for myself that i still post my beliefs on um you know uh, immigration and my beliefs on black lives matters my belief on equality for lgbtq uh and then plus and when something really resonates with me i will post it at that moment and when everything first started i was heavy into it because i was so enraged but then i was like i need to take a step back and i've made it more about posts about finding truth and communication and all of that and doing the work and being more proactive with what I wanted to see about those changes that I feel so strongly about, right? Uh, yeah. That's why we're activists, so that we're going to go be active about it. And if if posting is what one can do, amen, do it. Getting that information out there is massively important. But if someone else isn't doing it, don't go out of your way to slide into their DMs and shame them, or on a public forum, shame them for not um, being vocal about it on their platforms because some people their platform is their job so they're they will post about it but they have to put their own content as well because that's their job and i'm tired of people canceling and calling out for things that are necessary people don't know what you're doing behind the scenes right exactly okay you know where i'm going (laughs) dana (laughs) That's why I like girls who will post a picture of their body in a great angle or light followed by a real one saying these are the same bodies and this is what social media can make you think is real and what is not. Absolutely. 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 And I really appreciate people that um, bring awareness to like mental health and things like uh, eating disorders. Somebody that I follow because they're very positive and they're very open about their journey is Marcela Paguaga. I follow her on Instagram, and um, she posts really amazing things about our perception of body image and mental health. And she's very open and honest about her own journey. Um, go follow her, she's wonderful.
0: But you see, following people like that that make you feel inspired and things like that is perfect. But if you feel that shame from that person, I mean, you you feel ashamed of who you are because of someone else's unfollow them don't yeah. forget about that one more before we go to Chubby's book corner Ooh. you want to read brian's or you want me oh,
1: to read it okay i'll read Bryant. i think it's <laughs> important to not give people power over us by not letting others comments and opinions shape us easier said than done but yeah absolutely yeah not. and I that's mean, what we've been talking about what gives
0: us what gives us that idea that those things matter and have weight exactly I mean, it takes baby steps to get to, to where you want to be, where a comment like that would not affect you. Obviously, yeah, easier said than done, like you said. Like obviously I didn't get here overnight. I mean, but there are certain comments that will make you feel like crap that day. But then what you gotta do is say, this is not who I am. I am better and try to, yeah. you know, have a better day afterwards. Cause sometimes I,
1: I know- I feel like I need to give you Chubby Book Corner music.
0: Well, if any, if anybody,
1: <laughs>
0: can you imagine that would be so cool? Be like, uh, just my name you. just being repeated—that's
1: not enough. Truby, Different
0: frequencies.
1: Yeah, and then all of a sudden,
0: Book Corner. You see, with like a yes. whisper, right?
1: I like that. I like that. Some
0: colors popping up, like green and you know
1: red. Ba, 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 ba,
0: ba.
1: This, this is where the the podcast will go eventually. There's gonna wait. I got you.
0: I oh. got you. Yeah, with the
1: Here we go. I got you with the lights. This is how we're gonna introduce
0: yeah.
1: Chubby's Book Corner. Ba, 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 da, de, de, de. <laughs> Turn on, damn it! There we go. It's okay. We're trying. <laughs> I gotta turn this down. I'm gonna turn myself down, oh, though. We're going real disco
0: so. in here, huh? I'm telling. You. So, on today's Chubby's Book Corner, I found five books that I think are helpful. So here we go. Um, shame, free yourself, find joy, and build true self-esteem by Joseph Burgo. This one is an intimate look at the full spectrum of shame often masked by addiction promiscuity perfectionism (laughs) self loathing or narcissism so it talks about all those and how it's related um book number two shame and the origins of self esteem by by mario jacoby book the book talks about how we experience shame for what purpose and how we can um, cope with excessive feelings of shame. Yeah. So very psychological stuff here. Um, Number three is the healing, the healing the shame that binds you by John Bradshaw. This book talks about how how toxic shame is the core problem in our compulsions, codependencies, and addictions. I
1: want to read all these books.
0: The one I like the most is this one that I just read because of codependency. People don't realize that they're codependent. They might not not directly, but they might not realize it until you know. I was gonna say until it's too late, but. And then um, number four is Healing Your Emotional Self by Beverly Engel. This book offers practical tips, proven solutions, and expert expert guidance in healing emotional self. Provides a program to help readers raise their self-esteem. So this is like a workbook. So that's an awesome one. And then number five, Brene Brown, The Power of Vulnerability. Uh, We associate vulnerability with emotions. We want to avoid such as fear, shame, and uncertainty. So these are the five books that i will put above on our link below or whatever this thing goes and i'm like all over the place but i will put all the you could find them in amazon you could find them in what is it called audible audible Audible. um
1: if you guys dm us through no filters no fears i actually do have the audible link for the power of vulnerability by dr brene brown so i can give you the link and you get 30 days access to it and if you enjoy it then you can just uh become a member of audible or if you're an amazon member you get credits and you can download the book for free so, I so you yeah.
0: it. that's for the Brené brown the power of vulnerability oh, wow i can't even say the word now
1: vulnerability the power of vulnerability yeah.
0: um just let us know dm us send us you know a link uh, i mean a uh, comment just let us know and that is for Chubby's Book Corner. Chubby's yeah.
1: Book Corner. Chubby's Book Corner. <laughs> See, we're, we're
0: having friends we're get at it.
1: it. <laughs> there is actually um, uh, this transition from Chubby's Book Corner into Music Mondays. Um, there's a poem by <laughs> Oriah Mountain Dreamer. I'm not going to yes. read it because it's a little long. Do you want me to read it? Should I, I just, it? At, least,
0: at least just, like, three stanzas of it. Okay. It's I'll, yeah,
1: I'll read three stanzas of it, and then I we will post it uh, on our actual page, not in the story, yes. so you guys can always go back to it. Um, I thought it went well with the topic of shame because it's about what Brené Brown said, when you find somebody with empathy willing to listen to your story, shame cannot exist. So it's about being willing to be sh- the person who shows up and being vulnerable and being the person who shows up for the person who showed up right um the invitation and as therapist helen knows this makes me cry so if i cry i'm sorry y'all no i'm not see i did it damn it's real okay i won't cry here you go
0: the invitation okay.
1: by Oh, it is okay if i do i'm a crier i'm learning to love this about myself The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for. And if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventures of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow. If you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from the fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain mine and or your own without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it. I want to know if you can, Oh, I'm reading the whole thing. I'm going to stop now.
0: Yeah. Cause I was was about to say, wait, girl, girl, (laughs) come back, come back. But, oh, no, I mean, like, good. Like, I was clapping, not telling you to come back. No, I don't like oh,
1: the snapping. I know it's the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Stop. So stop. I will stop, Please, we will post it for you. Read the whole thing. I ask you, read the whole thing. And share it with a friend. Share it with a co-worker. Share it with your partner. Um, because it kind of creates a space where... I really do want this and I want to be able to share it with you. Um, I've shared it with a couple of people in my life and every time I forget to adhere to it, you know, it's nice to go back and read it and remember, and remind myself.
0: And let us know how it made you feel too. Cause that's yeah. also important. We're here without judgment. And that's the thing that most people have to understand that, yeah, I know people can be judgmental and, pricks and whatever, but we're here with no judgment. We're here. We just want to to hear, you know, people's yeah. perspectives on things.
1: I'm trying to find No Filters, No Fears music.
0: I was about to say.
1: Here it is. Uh, that is the
0: wrong is. You know, when uh, I was going, what? when I was going into it, I was like, Vanessa didn't make the playlist because I couldn't find it. I was like, and then, oh, I, no. and then I and then I was I like, "I
1: hadn't opened it." I hadn't at opened that, that moment,
0: it. I couldn't say sorry. I'm like, "Oh damn, sorry." You know bec- why? Because it, I accused her of something that was obviously not right. <laughs> so, so,
1: so, music Mondays with Bonnie. <laughs> That'll be my song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, this week's playlist, you know, as per usual. I don't want to ever just make a list of songs that make us more sad or reinforce the shame. Um, So these are songs. This is audio slave that I love audio slave. And I am a highway is about self worth and giving yourself your value in a partnership, which by the way, it was so difficult not to find songs that dealt with shame or shaming or rising through it that weren't, Related to a romantic relationship. People, we really gotta stop that shit. Right. You have to
0: <laughs> a narrative on that because
1: damn it. We reinforce that and then we we lose that's why we are so it's so easy for us to shame one another. Because the only thing that we place emphasis on is that romantic thing. Your friends are important. Your family is important, not just when you find that person and then they get forgotten. All the time, even when you have those partners, damn it. Uh, Okay, but (laughs) there are some great songs here. We have different genres as usual. I even got a little Camila Cabello on there.
0: i put some Reba McIntyre. Ani, a little Ani DeFranco.
1: So instead of instead of shame, it's shameless, right? Um, I'm not lost. We got. Oh, this is. I'm telling you, I got so many mix of music in here. This is the song that was used for our video for a little commercial. It's very mellow, very soothing. So we've got rock. We got a bunch of things there. There is still no heavy metal reggaeton. I am sorry, (laughs) Peter. You have not created it, Peter. You want to hear it? You got to put it. And again, if you have Spotify, I beseech you, go onto the Spotify, follow it, share it with your friends. All of the playlists are open. You can add songs related to each topic. And remember, the Big Ten, you can add um, any kind of song that is related to any topic for episodes one through seven plus any kind of celebratory song for episode 10 being the celebration so i hope you guys enjoy the playlist let us know what your favorite songs are and add to it that's it for music mondays with honey
0: when this man is fast and the song comes alive i'm gonna be uh, happy
1: right because we can just play it i <laughs> have to be like hey. I, I like
0: this though it's funny is anybody listening out there no
1: Nothing else matters by Metallica could have gotten a place. Oh, damn! I, you know what? I was when I was thinking like, when it comes to making the playlist, sometimes I'm like, I know exactly what song I want for this playlist. Like, I'll give you a sneak peek into Playlist 13. It's gonna be about superstition. So automatically in my head, I'm like Stevie Wonder, superstitious, right? But. When it came to shame, I was like, oh man, the only song that popped into my brain was um, I'm Beautiful, Christina Aguilera. I am beautiful. You know? <laughs> um, and actually another Christina Aguilera just popped into my head. Another song. The one from Mulan. Who oh. is that
0: girl I see? That one. That I for me, I had a, quite a few in my head right away. I was like, ooh, I know this song. It doesn't have the word shame on the title, but it talks. Right. Day. So I right. added as many as possible. So. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: And guys, it doesn't have to have shame in the title. That's how what helps me find songs. Number one, I love adventuring through Spotify. I call them Spotify's. So <laughs> I will either play an artist that I like and play the, their station to hear what other artists sound similar. Or right. I will play pre- The mood i'm in i don't necessarily go by the genres that spotify provides i'll put a word i'm thinking this word and i'll listen to the songs i'll listen to the lyrics and if the lyrics speak to me boom you're getting saved onto a playlist so that's what happens there yeah so definitely and i love finding it so if you guys find and i love receiving new music so please feel free to share
0: well, Cabrera, uh, Cabrera said, "I worked with music for years. Don't be afraid to pick my brain." We so
1: have this is the this is Chewy Chubby. This is why I called you Chewy earlier. Yeah. because the ch 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 got stuck in my brain. Chewy is a, a brilliant uh, South Florida playwright uh, that I just did one of his plays on Twitch the other night. Thank you so much, Chubby, for all the amazing posts. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> But he also is a resident. Um, he works doing karaoke. He was a karaoke DJ, so he really does have like a brains for the music. And he's also a poet. So you guys should talk. Uh, Chubby is an amazing writer and poet. Uh, Chewy, oh Chewy, <laughs> Chubby, that got really
0: confusing. It, yeah, it sounds like it. We're gonna be like a who's No, no, no. Thank
1: you, Dana. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you missed the episode from the beginning, you're popping in later, guys, if you know, we're going to post it up on the YouTubes, uh, come Wednesday. And please feel free to share it. I feel like this is one of those that I really hope gets shared and watched in its entirety. Because even though we have our silly moments throughout every episode, we're talking about some really serious things. And thank you all for being vulnerable and sharing, uh, your thoughts and your own personal shame experiences love you for that yeah
0: we do appreciate it yeah. so it's time to call it a night
1: yes tell them what to uh, we, we
0: tell them where to find the mugs chube, before we head out well you could go to our link on our instagram we have our link tree there and it will be the first one available called online store you click there and it will take you to our online store and then you know you could find yourselves one of these little guys i don't know if you want it you know
1: this this uh customization is going to be available soon what you what you get is this (laughs) which is just as good um but mm-hmm. yes yeah, it will look like this just white plain white see yeah that's a sexy looking mug uh and eventually we'll be we'll make it available for you guys to customize it with your favorite hashtag from the show and today we got a new one uh Helen, if you
0: posted something yeah. my love we don't see it
1: it's black yes,
0: but we will be adding more more um more to our online store be patient with us and yeah. Um, and you will be able to find other links in our link tree, you know, where to find our music, where to find any on YouTube, Spotify, all the links there, Google, iTunes, you name it, it's there. So just hey there. go to our link in our bio on Instagram, and you will We're be-
1: learning, we're growing, and we're thankful that you guys have come along for this, right, and we hope you, all the way to episode 100 and beyond. We're hoping. Uh says, for
0: the merch. <laughs> thank you oh let me Yay. let me put so everybody can see that we're trying we're trying you just thank thanks to you guys. yes so guys
1: uh, because we're in this crazy pandemic uh there's ways of accessing all sorts of information hit us up let us know how you're feeling share potential topic ideas with us, music with us, books with us, but also let us know of other podcasts of other streamers that we should be listening to or sharing about or have potentially as a guest, because we do want to start bringing people on and thank you <laughs> therapist for your uh, <laughs> wonderful therapeutic therapy based um, information. It was really helpful specifically for this um, topic. How are you feeling too?
0: Um, I would say overwhelmed, because now you know. I since I'm the type of person that I take everything in. I'm gonna go sit and like think about this, Mm -hmm. and then be like, hmm, interesting. Oh yes. So yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, think about it.
1: So how about you? I think I'm I'm in that same space. Yeah, and I was already. If I'm really honest, I was already kind of in a kind of emotional space all day. I always get excited for the podcast and to be here with you and with uh, um, everyone watching. But I was in that space and I'm like, this is going to be a topic. I was genuinely afraid that I would start crying and not be able to stop. So I'm glad that that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. And
1: to to talk out these ideas and to hear you guys, it's helpful because you don't feel alone in these feelings and in these um, shameful states, right? And it makes so it easier. Yeah, it's like therapy,
0: but why are we not?
1: We are not there therapists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, but, yeah, it can be hard and difficult, but I'm glad that we're here together, yeah. growing and learning about it. Absolutely. Because we're not alone.
1: Nope. Once the, the the one sign off thing, what is something that you want to normalize?
0: Besides artists? Uh, yes, besides the normal? artists. Yeah.
1: The what vulnerable uh, vulnerability. Uh, being, yeah yeah being vulnerable i dig being it open yeah i want to i definitely want that that's a norm that i would love to see happen that that's the norm being vulnerable open i want to normalize i want to normalize all relationships being important
0: Serious. Um, be-
1: and not yeah man <laughs> Because that's, it's so like draining, right? And it brings you back to that spot. If you're not in that relationship, you failed, right? So indirectly you're being shamed. <laughs> so negative, no me gusta. Right, no, so, we
0: don't
1: like you. I want to normalize feelings, period.
0: Feeling, seriously, everybody cry, smile. Whatever you want to feel, and do not apologize. Stop apologizing for feeling and crying, and and explaining and explaining. See, but I'm not doing it to shame her. See, that's the difference. No, no, but
1: it's true. I I appreciate a, a call out of love, right? right? Because it's for my benefit, and I'm in a space right now where I can see it as a, as a as a, as a pl- coming from a place of love, and right not like, ay, me está diciendo feo.
0: Right. Right. But that's the difference. Most people always feel attacked and feel like,
1: yeah, you're only reprimanding me. You're not seeing what I do. I do. But I'm saying this is the, you know what I mean? So absolutely. I dig it. I think today was awesome. Guys, send us also messages about things that you want to normalize. I would love to be able to do a post of a compilation of all the things that you guys want to see normalized. Let's make it real. Let's make it happen. Like therapist Helen said, let's be the change we want to see in the world.
0: Starts with you.
1: And with that, (laughs) stay fearless fam.
0: Yes, good night everyone.